The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. A few weeks ago, we had the blessing of having Elder Kenneth Nowell from Headland, Alabama, to preach for us one Sunday morning. Brother Kenneth took us his text, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, which says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. He focused upon the watch portion, watch ye, and began to take us through what that meant by using the acronym W-A-T-C-H. This sermon was a great reminder of what it means to be careful and to watch your circumstances and surroundings. Join us today for the first half of this message, which reminds us to be careful what we see and what we hear. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I just want to look at verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13. Paul writes and says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. There's a lot in that verse. First and foremost, he starts off with watch ye. Watch. There's a lot of things that we need to be keeping our eyes open for. There's a lot of things that we need to be mindful of. The second thing he says, says stand fast in the faith. Stand fast. You know, that's a military command. Stand fast. I remember hearing that sometimes we'd be in a columns or whatever, and one of the columns would go, and the command was going back. Stand fast. What does stand fast mean? You better stay put and await command. Brothers and sisters, that's how we are. We're to wait upon the Lord. Now, I know that is a waiting. We're supposed to be actively serving in His kingdom. But we need to be waiting in the morning. Think about wait. Stand fast and wait for command. Wait upon the Lord, reading His Word, looking for Him for guidance. So we have stand fast in the faith. Not just stand fast, but what are we standing on? In the faith of His Word and His Gospel. Stand fast in the faith. Next thing is quit ye like men. You know, this, this, this verse from nowadays probably sends some people throw it through the roof. Oh, that's just so sexist right there. No, we're supposed to be quit ye like men. We're supposed to be grown-ups. Supposed to be spiritually grown-up. Now, yes, some of us may be new to the Scripture. Some of us may be new to church. And we need to be feasting on that sincere milk. But brethren, we need to grow. We need to grow in our knowledge of the Lord. Try to, try to grow as best we possibly can and be spiritually um, mature. Especially in the household of faith. We need to be growing up and be strong. Be strong. Well, brothers and sisters, there's only one way that I know to be strong, and that's in the power of the Lord and His might. But that first verse, that first part of that verse, watch ye. That little word, watch. W-A-T-C-H. I heard an acronym one time, and I love it. I like acronyms. They help me learn. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I learned a lot of things in the military, because everything was an acronym then. But watch. W. What do we need to be watching? The acronym for watch is watch, W, words. We need to be watching our words. A, our actions. We need to be watching our actions. T, thoughts. We need to be watching and be mindful of our thoughts. C, companions or company. H, heart. 
We need to be watching all these. And Paul writes, says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. One thing that's going to help us if we're watching and being mindful of these things, words, watching our words. Is what we say really that important? Does it have a lot of bearing on things that goes on in our life? Yes, what we say matters. You know, I've always heard that thing, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me. I tell you, sometimes words that are spoken in anger from a loved one can cut deeper than any knife or any sword out there. Now, I am a firm believer, and y'all throw stones if you want to, but I'm a firm believer that sometimes we just need to grow a thicker skin. We just need to have some kind of a thick hide sometimes in this life. Sometimes people are going to say things and, you know, they may not mean it. Sometimes we just need to let it go. But words do matter. Words do matter. If words didn't matter, the Lord would not give us His Word for us to live by. I think it's very important for us to learn the words of the Lord and try to study His Word and what He's saying to us, what He's trying to give to His people. Our words, our words are very important. You know, over in uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 4, verse 24, Proverbs says, Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. That froward mouth. You ever know somebody with a froward mouth, the word of evil speaking, and it says, perverse lips put far from thee. I love the book of Proverbs so much. There's so much learning in those. And it helps us to learn what we need to do. Well, one thing Proverbs is saying, it says, put away from thee a froward mouth. Those evil speaking. Well, what are we supposed to be using our words for? Well, one thing we're supposed to be using our words for is edification. We're supposed to be helping one another, not tearing one another down. There's enough of that going on in this life. Over in Ephesians chapter 4, hopefully we won't have too much you know, flipping around, but I'd like you to read these words for yourself, not just take my word for it, but read it in the Scriptures. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 29, Paul writes in Ephesians 4, 29, says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Minister grace unto the hearers. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouths. I tell you, sometimes that's hard for us to do. <laughs> Especially if we're driving in traffic, somebody cuts us off or somebody does something wrong to us. I tell you, we want to just fire back. But our words matter. What we say matters. Because there may be somebody that's listening. There may be somebody that wants to imitate us. There may be somebody that looks up to us. And I tell you, sometimes when you're looking up to somebody and they let you down, or they say something that's contrary to the way that you should be living. That can sour their look on you. I think one of the things that's hurt the church more than anything is hypocrisy. Amen. Being a hypocrite. There's so many people I've talked to that don't go to church anymore, won't have anything to do with religion because they say, well, it's just full of, full of hypocrites. 
Yeah. <laughs> full of hypocrites, full of liars, full of sinners, right? You ever heard that phrase, you ever find a perfect church? Don't join it. It won't be perfect anymore. It won't be perfect anymore if I join it. I'm not perfect. There's a lot of things I've got to do. A lot of things I've got to work on. And one thing I need to be working on is I need to be watching my words. Watching what I say. Because I have little children. And I tell you, those little ones, they'll repeat every single word you never meant to say. (laughs) They're just soaking it up. Their little brains are like sponges. They're just soaking everything up. And sometimes it's not just necessarily me. Sometimes they may hear it from somebody else. Maybe they hear it from the TV or whatever. We have to be watchful of words. Not only the words coming out of my mouth, but watchful of the words that are on the screen. Watchful of the words that are there around. Watchful of the words that are other people are around. Being watchful of the words. Because words carry something. They carry weight. They have a lot of, lot of things to do. But I'm talking about our tongue. Over in the book of James, James has a lot to say about this old tongue, right? As you know, this is the little tongue, the tongue is very, you know, a small member of the body. But oh, but it carries a lot of weight because it allows us to speak. Allows us to speak. Over in the book of James, I tell you, we don't have the time to just go and read the whole third chapter of James, but in James chapter 1, verse 26. James chapter 1, verse 26 says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. I don't want people to think our religion is vain. I don't want to sour the look of this church. I don't want to be the one who might make somebody think, well, I'm not going to go there because his religion is vain. Somebody may be watching. A co-worker may be watching. Somebody in the grocery store, somebody in the community may be watching. What we say matters. How we conduct ourselves matters. That brings me to my next point. A. Actions. Ooh, actions can speak louder than words. I tell you, sometimes you can talk a good talk, but if you're not walking the walk, it's nothing. Like James says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue. Now the whole thing about bridle, you know those big horses? My wife has some horses and I say my wife has horses. I know somebody said, well, you're married. They're yours too. I know. But they're hers. <laughs> but she can put that bridle on, and it's amazing. You know, that big animal, that thing's over 1,000 pounds, can squash us like bugs. But you put that bridle on, a little bit of training, and you can lead that thing wherever you want to go. Now, sometimes you still have to remember <laughs> they're still bigger than you. They can sling you around like a rag doll. <laughs> That's why you have to be mindful, right? Anyway, but anyway, the, the, the sentiment is the bridling 
of that animal and the bridling of the tongue, keeping it under submission. That's something we need to do. That's what Paul was writing. Watch ye. Well, one of the things about watching our words, watching our speech, watching is bridling this tongue. But he says, if any, among, if any man among you seem to be religious, we'll talk about hypocrites, right? I tell you, that was one of the things the Lord, when he was here in his earthly ministry, he was very hard on those hypocrites. Those very hard on those scribes and Pharisees. He says, woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Because they outward side was, was very nice, you know. He said they were like whited sepulchers. On the outside, they looked great, looked good, looked clean. But he said on the inside, they were like dead men's bones. What we say matters. And when we're talking about actions, boy, those really matter. Our actions can speak louder than words. How we conduct ourselves, how we conduct ourselves in this life, how we handle crises, how we handle uh, certain situations in life. Do we blow up every chance we get, every time something goes wrong in our life? How are we looking? How are we looking to those that are looking at us and watching us or maybe seeing us? You remember the Lord said in Matthew chapter 5, to let your light so shine before men. That's an action that we need to be doing. That's an action that we need to be showing forth. We need to be showing forth the glory of God. Showing forth the, uh, this dark world. There is light. There is some good. And it only comes from the Lord. Because that's the reason we need to show forth. Our, let your light so shine before men. So they may see your good works. Ah, good works. Why? We're primitive Baptists. We don't believe in works. <laughs> My works are never going to get me to heaven. But we're created to do good works that we need to be doing then. Because that's how you let your light shine. That's how you show forth love. The love the Bible preaches about is charity. That love in action. That's the reason the commandment was that you would have love one for another? Nope. Have love one to another. Somebody might say, well, what's the difference? What, what, what's the difference? Well, one analogy I heard one time that I really liked was if you have a leaky roof and you get some shingles and stuff like that, you can have some shingles for the building, but if you don't ever put those shingles to the building, they're not going to do you any good. Same thing with love. If you never have love one to another, never show it for one another, it's never going to do any good. Your spouse, your loved one, if you tell them that you love them every single day of your life, but you never did anything to show that, if you never did anything to show your love, they'd have reason to doubt. That's why charity, my favorite definition for charity is love in action. That's the thing about God's economy. <laughs> you know, this world's economy, if you want more money, you've got to save. You've got to save it up, hoard it up for yourself. God's economy is different. You want more love in your life, give it away. Amen. The more you give away, the more love you're showing, the more love you're having one to another, brothers and sisters, you'll receive it more in abundance. So actions, yes, actions speak louder than words. How are we conducting ourselves in this life? It's very important how we conduct ourselves because if we're showing forth that light, there may be somebody out there that's searching for light. There may be somebody that's going in darkness and they don't know which way to go. 
But always keep in remembrance that even the unregenerate has a memory. Even the unregenerate has a memory. Before we're born of the Spirit, we still have a memory. Be kind one to another, right? Because that's how we're supposed to live in this life. We're supposed to respond in kindness, not in kind. That's a lesson these teenage boys, when I was a young'un, I didn't really understand. If I get hit, I was going to hit somebody back. I thought that's how it was. Eye for an eye, two for a tooth, right? That's what the Bible says. <laughs> that's why the Lord, when he came preaching, he said, a new commandment. I give unto you. This is something new. This is something that we needed to take heed to. Our actions can speak louder than words. One of the things about our actions is how are we looking to the world? Do we look like the world? Do we sound like the world? Are we acting like the world? Brethren, we're called out. That's the thing about the church, the ecclesia. You're called out. Peter says we are the chosen priesthood. We're a chosen people, right? A peculiar people. You know, sometimes we may seem peculiar to some folks, but that's just a particular people, a chosen people. That's the thing about the church of God. This whole world over has his people that he has chosen we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be separate from this world. We're supposed to act different. If the Lord has touched and tendered your heart, it's time to not go backwards. It's time to move forward. Abound in the kingdom, showing forth that love one to another. Actions speak louder than words. You can say you're religious. You can say that you go, you do the, all these things in the, in the name of the Lord. But until we're showing it, until we're putting boots on the ground, until we're actually trying to move forward and trying to abound in this kingdom, all those are just words. We need to put some action behind our words. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 starts out with, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know, the thing about sacrifice is you have to give something up. Well, I tell you what, when the Lord has touched and tendered our heart, one thing we need to try to give up is this old sin nature. Now, I don't have to be a sinner by practice, right? I'm a sinner by nature. I'm still falling in Adam. And I will be in that condition until the Lord comes again or my change come, whichever way is first. But I don't have to be by practice. I don't have to actively sin every day, right? Especially if I'm watching my words and watching my actions, being mindful of what's going on around me. But he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It is a reasonable service. What, is, what has God done for us? How much has he done for us? It's a reasonable service. But verse 2 is really what I'm looking for. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we do that? By renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind each and every day? By keeping our nose in this book. Keeping our nose in this book, reading his scriptures. You know, when the Lord was telling his disciples about give us this day our daily bread. Well, obviously he knows we need food. He's the one that made us. He knows we need that. And we know needs that nourishment. But this is the daily bread that we need each and every day to be partaking of his word. He said, I am the bread of life. Partaking of Him and His Word each and every day. That's the thing. We need to be asking the Lord to guide us when we're reading our scriptures. Asking the Lord to guide us when we're meditating upon His Word. Because that's, a, that's, that's, the, um, that's the recipe for having a blessed life, right? Is keeping our nose in the book. Not letting it depart from our mouth and out of our mind. And keeping it with us. So one of the actions we need to be doing more is spending more time with the Lord. Did you spend some time with the Lord this morning? Did you bring Him with you this morning? I hope so. I hope every single one of you that was here brought the Lord with you. You know, we have that opportunity that we can spend time with the Lord each and every day. You know, you know some of these other religions, they talk about they have to go someplace or they have to pray to an idol or whatever. I mean, how, how foolish is that? But don't get too harsh. If it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of the Lord... We'd probably be doing the same thing. That's why we need to keep our life in perspective. Be thankful that the Lord has been merciful to us. Our actions need to reflect that. And one of the, one of the actions we need to be reflecting more is a thankful heart. Being more thankful for what we have. I tell you, somebody that doesn't have a thankful heart, somebody that's not thankful for what they have, they're always wanting more. They're always wanting more. They're always wanting this. They're always wanting that. You know, I've, I've, I'm a land surveyor by, uh, by trade, and I tell you, I've met some landowners that, you know, if the fence is going crooked, they, they don't care. It's, it's been there forever, you know, whatever. You know, neighbor can have that side. I'm good. But then you have those folks that they have an acre lot, but they have a sprawling two-acre lot, and they want more. They want every bit of their land and their neighbors. They want more. Being thankful for what we have. Being thankful and remembering the blessings from the Lord. Having that thankful heart. Having that thankful attitude throughout our day. Brothers and sisters, I tell you, that will let your light shine. That will help you in your day. Being more thankful and what Paul was talking about. Being content. Being content. That's what we need to strive for. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to go out there and try to better yourself. I'm not saying you don't need to go out there and strive to, to get that promotion or whatever. But remember your focus. Your focus needs to be on the Lord. He said, that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't you love that promise? The Lord has promised us to seek Him first. If we put a priority on seeking Him first, He's promised that He'll bless us. I tell you, if you don't believe that, if you're, if you're having a hard time remembering that or, 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 or letting go, try Him out. Prove Him. Try Him out. 
But you need to do it diligently. Can't do it half-heartedly. You know, how that's how sometimes some people say, well, you know, I, I tried reading the Bible one time, and yeah, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> one time, huh? <laughs> Doesn't sound like you really gave it a shot. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I, didn't, I wasn't that good at driving the first time I tried it. I wasn't good at riding a bicycle the first time I tried it. I wasn't good in a lot of things the first time I tried it. But practice, practice, practice. That's the thing about the Word of God, line upon line, line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. We need to keep going. Keep reading. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.